The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's Monday night in Atlanta, and that means it's time to talk Yellow Jacket Athletics in this week's edition of GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 is brought to you by Georgia Power, bringing you the energy for every game day and to your community, too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. Now, to get things started, we head live to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. And we welcome you into another edition of GT60 on this Monday night. Here from Atlanta, Andy Demetra, head coach Josh Pastor. Can't wait to talk Georgia Tech basketball with you over the next 60 minutes as we get set for tip-off tomorrow night, right at this time, 7 o'clock at McCamish, as your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets are back home to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. We'll break down that game, talk about what happened versus Morehouse last Tuesday in South Bend versus Notre Dame on Saturday, and we'll do so with your phone calls and your tweets. You can get those lined up right Right now, toll-free, 866-477-7020, or you can chime in on Twitter. Just use the hashtag GT60. Without further ado, let's welcome him in, the head coach of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, Josh Pastor. Coach, good to see you. Good to see you, Andy. Um, tough loss on Saturday, good win on Tuesday versus Morehouse. And so let's talk about the week. That's good for you. Absolutely. Well, let's begin chronologically, I guess, in Morehouse. Uh, very cool to have that cross-city uh, showdown here as you welcomed in Morehouse for the first time in a regular season matchup. 82-54 was the final. What did you want to take from that game uh, that you wanted to carry forth into South Bend on Saturday? Well, let's talk about the Morehouse situation or the Morehouse game and then how did that come about. We talked about it a little bit last last Monday, but um, um, <clears throat> and then just afterwards about um, uh, you know about playing them at their spot. There's a little talk about that as well too. Um, well, a few things. Number one is just is just a rehash from last week. You know, I don't like since I've been a head coach. I don't like having the buys um, during conference play. I I like staying in the routine of two games a week. And uh, this year we had two buys. And if you've noticed, we have not had any buy. Last year was the first buy, Andy, that I had in my career, and the buy came at the last regular season game of of the um of the ACC on that Saturday prior to the conference tournament it was our last that was that we were that was our bye and um and that and so I didn't schedule a game during that time period and that was the first time I never had done that in my in my career as a head coach so this year we based on the cycle we were one of the six teams to play two by to have two buys this this year one of them was the following, you know, play date of a Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we have another by after the the, the Saturday after the Louisville game, which and, is February fifteenth. And and the fact that Georgia Tech has two buys is that due to the fact that you opened with a conference game no, and then that, you played the December no, game? It, not all teams did. It, yeah, it, it's due to the fact that you played in um, the, the Syracuse weekend. Yeah, that's the weekend. There's six. Um, uh, w- no, which game? It was either the weekend during finals. Which was when we played Syracuse or the Syrac- or the Florida State weekend. One of those two weekends, only okay. six teams played. I think it was Florida State. I think it was New Year's. I think you're right because then you played North Carolina. And North Carolina, the day you played Florida State, yeah. they were still playing. So, so it was it was it wasn't the Syracuse game. It was the Tuesday of New Year's Eve. Six teams played. Yep, there was three ACC games that day. So you guys day. are really ahead of it then. Yeah. So so there was those it was those three. So we had two buys this year. Now next year there'll be six different teams. That will play with the two buys, and um, <clears throat> anyway, that being said, I just didn't like you know having two buys. 
I don't like having any buys. I just want to have two games a week. So our two buys were obviously uh, February 15th and uh, uh, what was it? January, what was January 28th was a Tuesday. Well, at whether the January 28th or February 15th, it's hard to get anybody to play that's a Division One or a Power Five team that late because everyone's in their conference schedule, and a lot most other teams do like the buys. Um, so I said, okay, if we can't get a Power Five Division One, let's go for a uh, make it kind of a community event and give Morehouse an opportunity to come here. It's great for them. It's great for us. Both schools connected, and um, and I wanted to keep in the routine, and, and it served us well. We won the game, got guys great playing time that doesn't maybe had had been getting playing time, and it was good to get them up and down the court. And um, I was really proud that we had, I think, 24 or 23 assists on 30 made uh, 20, 24 assists on 30 made field goals, which is a great stat. Um, kept us going with that. We were doing a better job of taking care of the ball. Now next, now our, we will have a buy on that February the fifteenth, um, um, so that's that. But <clears throat> I thought the Morehouse game served us in what our capacity of what we were trying to do. Coach Brewer, the head coach at Morehouse, has been there a long time, has won many games, does a great job, and uh, um, and so so it was fun to be able to compete against uh, him and his team, in which they play hard and they've got some good players and talented and athletic. And then after the game, they had talked about us maybe returning the game and going to Morehouse, um, which um, I know that would be a cool event and a, and a cool atmosphere. Um, but as as um, as I had, and, and, and we have great respect for Morehouse, but as the as um, as it was indicated, just it's not our scheduling philosophy to go on the road for a um, you know for a Division two road game. Uh, during the regular season, at any point, so um, it was just one of those things. But it was really good for us to play that game for the for the I felt for the city, for the community. It was great for Morehouse, great for us, and then obviously we had a good win when it was all said and done. And then we traveled to South Bend on Saturday. We traveled to South Bend. Well, we traveled to South Bend on Friday. We played Notre Dame on Saturday. Here's what I could tell you on Notre Dame: <clears throat> um, they are they are the Virginia of the league offensively. You know, they are playing where Virginia is so good defensively. Notre Dame, where Virginia is the best team defensively, Notre Dame is the best team offensively. And they are just winning games with their offense. And you you watch the game on Wednesday prior to them playing us. They played Wake Forest. And Wake Forest was scoring like crazy, but Notre Dame had hit the 90-point mark. Um, They're just really good right now. They're offensively extremely efficient. They have multiple guys who can really shoot it. They have multiple guys that know how to play. They have multiple guys that are really good pass fakers, shot fakers, and just are very fundamentally sound. And um, and uh, um, and 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 they're se- and they're a very senior laden team. And they got you know the number one double double guy in the country and rebounder in in, in Mooney. Um, and um, <clears throat> you know if you told me before the game that we would have 20 offensive rebounds, 23 more shot attempts, and only five turnovers, I would tell you we win by 15. Now, obviously not having Michael DeVoe hurts. Uh, not having him play with his offense. I mean, you you know, what teams are doing to us now, and Notre Dame did it as well too, they, don't, they didn't guard Jordan Usher, they didn't guard Khalid Moore, they didn't guard Evan Cole, they didn't guard Moses Wright. So without Michael DeVoe, that's one less guy on the floor that they're guarding. And um, now we, we did our part because I always talk about imposing our will 
And this year, we spent a lot of time on offensive rebounding. We've done a nice job of getting on the glass. And, and to me, that's an effort thing. That's a, you know, re- offensive rebounding is not a skill factor. Even though it's seven of ten misses or miss long, or I talk about footwork of slicing, but offensive rebound is all about anticipating anticipation because you know your you know you know your you know your teammate's shot uh, when he's going to shoot it plus um, you know getting two feet in the paint making a second and third effort on the glass and that's important for us to to impose our will on that Andy um, <clears throat> so um, we had 20 offensive rebounds and this is to me is the shows the signs that we are getting better um, even without Michael DeVoe we still scored over 70 points um, we had only five turnovers, and you know how much time we spent on valuing the ball and ball security, and to have five turnovers, it, man, it's a great stat. We are getting better. Fans, we are getting better. We're better in so many areas, and we're better offensively. The thing that we had a little slippage on, and it's, and it's not that it's slippage, it's been inconsistent. We were very good defensively against North Carolina State. We were very good defensively against Morehouse. We weren't really good defensively against Notre Dame. Now, they hit some tough shots. They made some big plays. They hit some tough twos. They hit some great threes. Um, but that's where our defense hasn't been as consistent. And part of that is uh, we have, since since beginning of Hawaii, we it, we have, when I say scrap the defensive stuff, that's no, we still work on our defense, but we spent so much time on offense. Our, our entire, And this is the first time I've done this in my life, but these last two months we've just locked in on offensive work and have just it's all we've done to, in order for us to really improve in that area because that was an area that we were struggling in big time and we have gotten better as you can see with the naked eye just how much better we've been offensively and you might say well why can't you do this and that well when you're working on things I don't want to get to the next drill just because I have something down on a practice plan when I write a practice plan I take a lot of time in designing the practice plan every single minute that is dictated during that time period. I mean, I go down to the, I mean, every minute is is accounted for. And I spend a lot of time on my practice plans. I take great pride in that. Uh, I keep every single one that I've had since I've been a head coach. I've had every single one when I was an assistant at Memphis or an assistant at Arizona. So I've kept, I believe in practice plans. That being said, when I feel like we're not getting something done in the practice part, so like in offense, if we're working on a segment and we're not getting it done at the level I wanted to get it done to the standard that I wanted, I don't move to the next drill just because the time period, I'm saying we've got to get this done. And because of that, you start eventually not able to get to your final practice plan because I don't want to, until we master A, I don't want to get to B. And and um, um, and because of that, you don't maybe get some things on your on your plan. Um, and and obviously you you're you're, you're 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 yes can you go practice three and a half hours but it becomes counterproductive. Mm-hmm. So um, part of it is you know there's only so many hours and minutes you can put in a day on a practice plan. You can't do every single thing. So I've had to really narrow and consolidate and 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 really lock in into our practice plans to be able to be better within our offense and we've been better offensively but based on that we've had we haven't spent the enough time every single day like we had done before defensively and and, and we've got to be that we've got to get back to that at some here which I did today so we can be more consistent defensively and Notre Dame's just really really good and so five turnovers 20 offensive rebounds we just missed a lot of layups Sandy 
we can't be missing those short shots. The thing that I'm most disappointed about is we're not getting to the free throw line more. Now, what, what, you know, we had 44 points in the paint if we, versus Notre Dame. If we had more, made some of those layups, we would have 65 points in the paint. We left about 20 points on the board. Mm. My whole thing is, is I'm a little dumbfounded, and I'm not making. I'm just. I, I believe if we're driving the ball, we're number one in the ACC in two point in, in our scoring from twos. We're last in the AT, ACC in relying on three point attempts. Virginia Tech, we play on Tuesday or tomorrow, is number one in the ACC relying on three point uh, scoring and, and last relying on two point scoring. But but as much as we rely and live in the red zone, we live in that red zone. We don't. And as much as teams are sagging in, we're still living in the red zone. To me, as much as we're driving and we're being the aggressor and we're getting on the glass, I just believe we should be getting to the free throw line way way more. I'm not saying that's anything that we're not getting. I just. That's my philosophy is if you're driving the ball, you're getting in the red zone, you're getting offensive rebounds, the amount of free throws attempts should be higher for us, and that's something that I'm, that I'm disappointed about. Well, we'll see if you can reverse that tomorrow as you take on a Virginia Tech team that is five and 5-6 in the ACC. They'll come into McCamus trying to stamp a three-game losing streak, and Georgia Tech looking to avenge a close loss to the Hokies at McCamus and, last year. And I, and I know we're going to break, and, and that's also part of – you know, when you're getting into the red zone, and we've talked about this, is that you've got to – we talk about the pickups. Everything's got to be about the hips, the butt. You've got to stay away from the spins because if you've got low-power pickups and you're able to explode, then you give yourself a better advantage to get to the free-throw line. And that's where I'm disappointed is we get in the red zone, we're spinning a lot, we're maybe shying away from contact a little bit. Maybe there's a time or two where I think we should get to the free-throw line. Maybe there was a missed call or two. But the reality is we've got to have great pickups – our butt's got to be low. We got to turn our hips and then be able to finish around the rim and explode and power up there. So we we force the referee to have to call that foul. You know, it's amazing how uh, much good can happen when your butt's low. That's just not good <laughs> basketball advice. I think that's good life advice. There you go. Let's hear from you tonight. Not all fans agree on the best game day foods, by the way, but when they're served with a nice cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Sorry, Miller. No way for me to segue from that to Coca-Cola. Anyway, we'll take our first time out. It's GT60 back for more after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops. And wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill. And an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's Tailgate 101. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit BuyFordNow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CD sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 
Tech fans, come check out what everyone's been talking about. Grindhouse Killer Burgers was voted Atlanta's best burger by Creative Loafing for five years running. Featuring beef, turkey, veggie, and the all-new Impossible Burger. Choose sides such as onion rings, award-winning chili, fresh salads, and indulge in our milkshakes, including our famous Boozy Shake. Visit our five locations throughout Metro Atlanta, which include dozens of local craft beers, wine, a full liquor bar, tons of patio seating, and TVs playing sports and cult movie classics. Live fast, eat well. Grindhouse Killer Burgers. For up-to-date breaking news on the Yellow Jackets, there's no better source than RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com provides detailed content and results on all Georgia Tech teams. With innovative photos, live game and coaches show broadcasts, and in-depth interviews about the Jackets, RamblinRec.com is your complete online source for Yellow Jacket sports news when you just have to know. Visit RamblinRec.com and make it your start page each time you log on to the web. Go to the source. Go to RamblinRec.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Look forward to seeing you at McCamus Pavilion tomorrow night, 7 p.m. when we tip off. So adjust your schedules accordingly. Georgia Tech versus Virginia Tech. And we'll have complete coverage, of course, uh, the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Want to hear from you tonight, 866-477-7020. You can always chime in on Twitter using the hashtag GT60. And sometimes, Coach, you got to go where the conversation leads you. I want to know more about uh, all of these practice plans that you have cataloged and saved uh, since you began your coaching career. I mean, take us through this library of yours. I mean, you have these all in, in binders by year. Where, where, where is this kept? Yeah, it's all in binders. Um, I, what I've done, so actually I, I've kept them um, since I was actually a player. So when I was uh, playing at Arizona, I used to go to the, the administrative assistant and ask for, can I get coaches' practice schedules and and then I've I've kept them ever since. So I've had them since nineteen. My first year is when we won the national championship, nineteen ninety seven. So I've had it from that year and every year on. And just I have binders back at my office of just every year of practice schedules of every single one. Back from again, obviously Lou Olson, um, John Calipari, and then myself. So I can look back at any point and see what we did at this time of the year. Um, what we did at that time of the year. What drills we were doing. I look back a lot of times, man. <clears throat> obviously. Just you know, if you can, just, if you even if you just followed Coach Olson's practice plans every single time, I mean, it was he was such a great practice coach. He's an incredible practice coach, and um, so yes, I look back on him. Those practice plans are very serious to me. I, I want to know how often do you find yourself thumbing through, you, you know, a practice plan that you had from. Oh, I don't know, 2004, to try to draw inspiration to get your team or solve a certain problem with your team currently? Well, it's not as much as maybe on that uh, because I could look back maybe, and it's maybe even used more for preseason because I'm looking, what are we doing? What You know, did we get through this part of this time of the year? Have we hit, you know, the checklist mm-hmm. of, um, you know, press break or um, late game situation or free throw box out or, um, you know, time and score? Do we Do we put in our you know, corner out of bounds play, stuff like that. Uh, so making sure that we're getting on that part of it. But also I can look back at maybe some times where teams that we've played with a coach that we've played, what do we do prior to that practice, uh, you know, in our, in our setup and in our preparation for, for that game. So I take, I take 
the practice planning writing of the of the practice sheets very seriously. It's important to me. And um, and so, like, I'm looking, like, right here, if you look at some of the things I wrote today in our practice plan. So what I do is I, I write it out. I have one plan. And when, now, when I was at Arizona, coach would type it out or give it to the administrative assistant, type it out, and there would be a bunch of copies. And then, but what happened is, is guys would be on the, on the, they'd be put on the, on the scores table and guys would start looking at and trying to see when, how much time is this drill? When are we getting out of practice? So I, I, when I became the coach and that, and coach Calipari had one practice plan. It was only for himself. And, uh, and so like, I'm looking here, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I go to this, to the minute for like, so I go, first thing we're doing is 3.30 to 3.45, and then I got 3.45 to 4.02, 4.02 to 4.07, 4.07 to 4.13. Now, why I, do 4.02 and not 4 even? Why, or, because, or just, because I look at, like, maybe I feel like this drill is going to be seven minutes in length, um, or maybe I need to do something in 11 minutes. So, you know, I got something here that's in, that's in 16 minutes, and so it's just kind of how I've done that as I've gone through, and um, uh, that's just what, what I've done, and so... Yeah, it's, uh, people ask me all the time. And then what I do is in the next morning, I give my practice plan to uh, Ellie Cantier, my assistant, and she writes, she types it in and keeps it on the records for us. And um, Now, we meet every day as a staff prior to practice, and I tell the staff, you know, we talk about what we're going to do in practice so everyone's on the same page. Even even though I have my sheet, we, we go through what we're going to do in practice, and, um, and that way we're all on the same page on that. But... Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, you think, okay, well, maybe this drill is going to, we're going to go four, seven minutes here, three minutes there. I don't know why I just going to do five, ten, five, five, you know, just to round it up. But uh, um, that's just kind of how we've always done it. And I think I got that from Coach Olson because that's, he was like that. He, you know, he would do something for three minutes. He'd do something for four minutes, something for three minutes, and just kind of go through that throughout the year. That's fascinating. Yeah. I, I only, I, for some reason in my mind, I imagine like all of these practice plans are in some like, temperature-controlled bunker that you have somewhere <laughs> that requires a handprint identification from you and you only to access? Well, it's a, it's a, it, I do it. I, I have it somewhere where it's locked, so you got to have the key <laughs> to get in. But uh, um, um, but no, but it's good to look back. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just, and it's, and it's, you know, I don't know how everyone else does it. I mean, everyone has, you know, there's many ways to skin a cat. Um, and, and what I've learned in this game, you know, people um, can practice three and a half hours, and do the greatest drills in the world, and you go out and, and you lose the game the next day. I mean, other guys can practice for 25 minutes, show a quick film session, and then go out and hit a bunch of threes and win. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. people skin the cat differently. And uh, in the end, you know, I think in the coach's job is to do the best you can to put yourself in a position to be successful, for your team to be successful, whether that's tinkering with the offense, tinkering with the defense, adjustments to give your young men the, the the opportunity to win the game now as a head coach there's only so much you can as we like to talk control the controllables you know these are 18 to 22 year olds and and with if they're you know and we're dependent on them to put the ball in the basket and sometimes you know i'm a big believer in energy and whatever that may be the energies might not be there um i can have the energy every second but you know, some guys don't always have that, and that's part of their maturation of growing up and, and, and being and growing as continuing to get better as a as a student athlete. And uh, um, so, you know, that's just all part of it, and that's the practice planning of that. Help is there to give guide you to put your team in a position through practice to give you the best chance to win the game the next day or the days ahead or in the preseason when you get that opportunity. So hopefully that. Uh, 
um, you know, when you're in those positions, you're just that's all you can do is give your team the best chance to have an opportunity to win. Well, often the practice plan is the first road map to victory, and hopefully you have one mapped out, leading us to a win tomorrow night versus Virginia Tech. Again, 7 o'clock to tip time here in Atlanta. Again, the number to call tonight, 866-477-7020. The hashtag on Twitter is GT60, which is brought to you by your Atlanta area BMW centers. BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics. He's Josh Pastor. I'm Andy Demetra, and we'll be back in a moment on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Part of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway Company is the nation's leading provider of transition services, including furniture rental for home and office, even furnishings, destination services, apartment locating, touring, and other services. With more than 100 offices, showrooms, and clearance centers across the U.S., operations in the U.K., and partners in more than 80 countries, no other furniture rental company can match Court's breadth of services and company-wide commitment to making a house a home, an office a great place to work, and an event a memorable celebration. For more info, visit Court.com. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit BuyFordNow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. It's not just our color, it's our commitment. It defines us, drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. If you are coming to Atlanta, remember that Higher Regency Atlanta has rambling rates all season. Visit HigherRegencyAtlanta.com and use offer code GTEC. Higher Regency Atlanta, a preferred partner of Georgia Tech Athletics, as we welcome you back to GT60 with Josh Pastor. Coach, ready to take some calls? I am when, when they're uh, ready to call in. They are already waiting wow. on the line to talk to you. I think we sparked some uh, some interesting questions here. Let's begin with Anthony in Orange County calling first. Anthony, welcome back, my friend. You are live with head coach Josh Pastner. Hey, Coach. Hey, uh, the eight-game winning streak and the season starts tomorrow, right? You're exactly right. In fact, um, 
It's nine games uh, we have remaining um, of the regular season. So we have nine games um, uh, to go. And so forget the eight-game win streak. Let's get a nine-game win streak. But we can't get a nine-game win streak if we don't start that first game, which is against Virginia Tech tomorrow night against a really good Virginia Tech team. I know we'll talk about them a little bit later in the segments um, to give a little bit of scouting report on them. So we'll be ready to go. We had a good practice today, went through a bunch of stuff, and um, you, can't get to, you can't get to nine if you don't get number one, and we've got to get to number one tomorrow. Yeah, I love your scenario. That's one game better. Hey, against Notre Dame, I love the out-of-bounds action that you ran for Jose. It was kind of a catch-and-shoot in the corner. And given Jose and Bubba's uh, height, uh, thoughts on running more action to get them open three-point shots? Great question. Uh, you, we've done a good job on scoring, and I think all of our time here, in my four years here, we've, we've, we've really tried to score in the out-of-bounds. We've scored a bunch on base out-of-bounds. Uh, North Carolina State, we won the game based on out-of-bounds plays scoring out of bounds so we do some different things to try to score on the base out of bounds uh, that's something we're talking about with a coach that you can maybe put your guys in a position to help them be able to score and and put them in a position to succeed <clears throat> so we did a nice job in the base out of bound game um and, and he, here's a couple things regarding Bubba and jose both guys are small and Bubba's is very small and um, and 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 um, yes, do we need to do we need to get some things where maybe they can get a couple more threes? Partly, right now our offense is is pretty good. If you look at our efficiency, um, we're scoring the best we've scored. There's not a game that we don't go into anymore that we don't think we can win. I mean, literally every game we step in the floor, we're good enough to win the game. It doesn't matter who we play, and that's the that's the tra- the trajectory. But that's also the stride we've made of a prog- as a program that we're now entering every game into the ACC that we're good enough to win. Our next step is we got to be able to win those games. But we're good enough talent-wise. We maybe not as deep in some areas, but we're but we're we're good enough to 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 put ourselves in a position to win the games. Um, and and we do have some different actions, but right now with Jose, the way he's playing off of ball screens, I think he might be the best guard in the ACC or darn near one of the best, the way he's playing off of ball screen action. He's been really, really good. And um, <clears throat> we don't have we, – we, it's not that we, can, we don't have some things to run for Jose and Bubba. Um, but because they've done some things that are doing really well at getting the ball into the paint, partly also is they're taking him, they're taking Bubba, Jose, and Michael DeVoe. They're guarding those guys on the perimeter wherever they go, and they're not guarding the other guys. So using them as even spacers to open things up for some other opportunities is good for us as as well. Um, so, yes, we, we have some actions but based on our effectiveness offensively, that is not the issue as much right now uh, because we are scoring at a high clip. We are scoring enough to win games. We've got to have better offensive, or excuse me, we've got to have more stops. I like to use the word kills, the seven kills, three stops in a row defensively to get us over that hump. And, um, you know, for example, I think Bubba has played well when he hasn't, when he doesn't turn it over and just continues to make the right read and make the right play. Um, good things happen. And 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 versus Notre Dame, he didn't have any turnovers. Versus, uh, you know, like Louisville, he didn't get any really any shots, but he didn't really ha- he didn't have any turnovers. So we just got to keep staying on that message. We're not a team that's going to rely on our three point shot. And so the other thing is, is they're not the type of guys that that can just come off flying off of screens because of their size. 
and just turn and shoot the ball for a quick three. That's that's you know Bubba and Jose are better three point shooters. Guys penetrating, kicking, and one more, or through scramble or rotations where they're able to get the defense rotating and moving more than them coming off of a three point, you know, off of a staggered screen in a sense and just catching and firing. That's probably not a strength of theirs on the way they shoot it. They're better when they've got the ball, a guy goes underneath the screen on the pick and roll, or they penetrate, someone uh, sinks in and we're able to kick out for three. That's when they're at their best for making threes. That is a great question, Anthony. Thanks so much for calling. Good insight, Coach. All right, let's move to our next caller. It's going to be David in Atlanta. David, welcome into GT60 tonight. You're live with head coach Josh Pastner. Uh, Coach Pastor, it's good to talk with you. I had a question about your practice. Uh, how much time do you spend practice, and, and what's your practice like today look like versus in the beginning of the season? How do you change in terms of the number of drills and the conditioning and warm-ups and those things? Yep, good question, David. Uh, you know, obviously earlier in the season, uh, in, the, in the preseason, we're doing a lot of conditioning. We're playing a lot of five-on-five. Five. Um, practices are longer. We're going, you know, two-and-a-half hours. Um, at this time of the year, we've entered February. Um, you know, the guys are, you know, the conditioning is such you still want to keep them in good shape. So we still get up and down, but because we've kind of cut our rotation to seven guys, maybe get to eight and the main guys are playing their minutes that they're playing. Uh, we'll, we will, um, um, you know, uh, uh, Freshness and having good energy is probably more important at this time period than than to wear them out. So, like for today, we started around 3:30 and we got done about 5:45. Now I went a little bit longer today, but we also did a little more teaching. When I say a little more teaching, there was a little more. Um, we did a lot of drill work on some things that we drilled on. So, so it wasn't as much up and down con- constant movement. I usually like practices with really good energy and there's constant movement and you're moving from drill to drill to drill when you're able to complete that drill. However, when that happens and you're in, in the intensity's there with that because you're getting up and down, you know, you, you might cut that to about an hour and 20, an hour and 30 at most. But for today, we were a little longer. Like I said, we were doing more breakdown things. We were really trying to clean up some things both offensively and defensively, plus having preparation for Virginia Tech tomorrow. So we 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 did a lot of teaching, so it wasn't as much maybe up and down. We did some up and down. Um, we will come back tonight. Uh, I, I love two-a-days, and um, we'll come back tonight and do film. We won't do on-the-court stuff, but we will do film uh, tonight. During Christmas break, when the guys aren't in school, we do twice a day. We'll lift in the morning and do film, and in the afternoon we'll practice. So, you know, that's kind of what we do. And, and again, you know, for guys like Alvarado and some of those guys, being fresh, having freshness, having good energy is just as important at this part of the year than trying to wear them out with their legs and everything, For especially for a guy like Jose who just played 40 minutes on on Saturday. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. And as we each, as we keep going down the deeper into February, you kind of even back up, you, you back up a little bit more as you get deeper into February. All right. Another great question, David. Thank you Thanks, so David. much for Thank that. Thank you for the call we as well, hit, Anthony. Yep. We got to hit a break here. Georgia United Credit Union, the official credit union of Georgia Tech Athletics and the proud supporter of GT60, which will continue after this on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It sucks. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No, seven-layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. 
Um, what? You need a hot grill and an ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke, come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day, race day. Calls for Coke, you know it. It's Tailgate 101. At Georgia Power, we believe our lake should be filled with water, not trash. That a healthy honeybee population will pollinate a healthier environment. That building homes is just as important as powering them. That's why we believe what we do off the grid is just as important as the clean, safe, reliable, affordable energy we provide on it. And that's a different kind of energy. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. RamblinRec.com is your home for up-to-the-minute Georgia Tech sports news. Log on to RamblinRec.com and you'll find exclusive stories, updated stats, ticket and scheduling information, and much more on the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. Plus, you can tune into live games and coaches show broadcasts from anywhere in the world. Follow your favorite Jackets team online and keep up with Georgia Tech sports news as it happens at RamblinRec.com, the official website of Georgia Tech Athletics. with GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. To be a part of today's show, give us a call on the hotline at 866-477-7020 or send your question on Twitter using hashtag GT60. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. GT60 proudly brought to you by your Atlanta area BMW centers. BMW, the official luxury vehicle of Georgia Tech Athletics as we get you set for some Tuesday night basketball. McCamish, Georgia Tech versus Virginia Tech. Lone regular season meeting between the Yellow Jackets and Hokies. We'll tip things off tomorrow at 7 o'clock. The phone lines are open. Twitter is open. 866-477-7020, the number to call. The hashtag on Twitter is GT60. Let's go back out to the phone lines, Coach. And that is where we find Glenn in Rome. Glenn, welcome back, sir. Happy to have you. You're live with head coach Josh Pastner. Good evening, coach. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Good uh, good to have you on. And uh, I just want to say one thing for you. Ask the question, Glenn. Uh, we do for, for Dave and for some regarding the practice, for the guys who aren't getting the minutes and or like a Christian Sholin who's redshirting, they're continuing to do cardio, conditioning, other work um, uh, when because they're not getting the reps as much in the games, so they're doing other things on top of the practices, so we keep them in shape and keep them, um, um, you know, you know, continue to get develop them, get them better. And the other thing earlier, talking about you know practice plans and how we get guys in positions to be successful, you know, it's a coach's job with trying to find that out through practice planning. That's why it's so important in basketball. That's all about personnel game, man. It's all it's a player's game, man. It's all about players. 
Um, and that's why we just got to keep getting our guys better, and and uh, and the players got to play, and the players make the plays. So that's on that. So go ahead, Glenn. Okay, Coach. Um, I was curious about Khalid Moore. Um, is he happy? He doesn't seem to have the. To me, he played better as a freshman than he's played this year. Also, Moses Wright. How serious does he take it? To me, he does some stuff within 15 feet sometimes that, like, wow, this guy could be an NBA prospect. Does he realize that? Does he have the fire to get there? Also, Jose will be gone after next year. You have got to get a four-star, five-star point guard for us to be where we need to be. Thank you, Glenn. Let me answer all three questions. Number one, talking on Khalid Moore. Great questions, Glenn. Appreciate you listening and calling in as always. Um, Khalid started off the year versus that NC State game was outstanding, and he had a great summer for us. It was great in the preseason. Um, he played a lot early. I think Jose Alvarado going down in that portion of those nine games hurt a guy like Khalid uh, because then we, you know, we were – Relying on Kali, we put him at the point guard in the Kentucky game. We moved him to the point guard. We we uh, tried um, you know different things, and he just never got into rhythm. Um, he was so good in the summer. He was great in the preseason, and he um, was great in the NC State game to open the game. He was great at both NC State games, to be honest with you. Both just the one recently in the first game of the season, but I think having Jose being out for those nine games really affected him as well too he played a lot he started but we just could never get him in a rhythm uh jordan usher came back off of the you know being eligible and and um jose alvarado then came off the injury and since then his minutes have gone down obviously he he didn't get a lot of opportunity there was a lot of times where he just got very limited minutes he, there was a couple games he didn't play and then he was ready to play against NC State. He got his number called, and he did a great job. He did a nice job versus Morehouse. I thought versus Notre Dame, you know, he didn't really play real well. He was 0 for 6. He missed some short shots. Uh, he's an elite, elite character young man. Um, he's going to be good. He's just going to be a four-year guy. He's got to get better offensively. He can really defend. He's a good rebounder. And, um, you know, he's... Um, um, it's just going to continuation of a of a development phase for him, and and he'll be at his best when he's a junior and senior. And you look at Jose; Jose's really good this year, um, and part of it, he's a junior, and he's just gotten better. And Khalid will get there. It's just going to be another full year for him to reach his potential, and then obviously could be all the way into his senior year. You look at a guy like Moses, right, Glenn? I'm I'm with you. You know, I've been hard on Moses. I've been frustrated at Moses at times. I love Moses. He's a phenomenal young man. Um, he's just scratching the surface and i said this before we we at georgia tech aren't going to see the finished product i mean we 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 part of moses right being a zero star recruit um you know he's gotten better he's developed where he is today compared to where he was when he came in um his best basketball is going to be if if he has total passion and love and continues to to work at it when he leaves here after next season um will be the telling tale but if he does 
he his best basketball will be when he's 25 and 26. Unfortunately, we're not going to get reap the benefits of that based on the fact that uh, his four years will have been up. Mm-hmm. But he has gotten better. And, and Glenn, he's he's averaging, you know, what, 17 and 8 or somewhere around there. Uh, and that's really good for an ACC player from where he was. And you're right, when he's in that 15, 16-foot mark, in that red zone, in that paint, he's all, a lot of times he's really unstoppable. He's really good. I, I'm on him about staying in that area. And there's times where he drifts out. That's also based on, uh, you know, when he, you know, sometimes it's best when he's playing the five because the spacing forces him to stay in. Sometimes when he's at the four, he can drift because he's not a smash mouth post guy. He needs some room in space. He needs room to operate a little bit there. Um, and, and he's not going to come down as a bruiser. He He's more of a, kind of a skilled finesse foreman in this league. And so he's gotten better. I'm proud of him. Um, but you're right, Glenn. If he can have total understanding that it's every single possession to play with that speed, that motor, that intensity, he can be really, really good. But it's just going to take him It's an, for us to be on him all every day, all day, uh, in order for him to kind of fulfill his full potential. And he's getting there. Part of the player development, he's getting there. And then regarding Jose Alvarado, you're right, Glenn. We've got to have an cr- incredible point guard we've got to sign, and it should be a great opportunity for anyone in the 21 class. Or whether it's a transfer at mid, you know, after the season, you have to sit out, or a grad transfer, but it's a great opportunity, and we've got to get a big-time point guard. I think we've got to get a couple guards in that 21 class. Because we're losing Alvarado, yes, it's an it's a it's a it's a silver platter for someone to come in and take that spot, and we need to get a big time point guard. And you're right, Glenn. Now remember, now Alvarado was a three star, he was a three star recruit, and um, so um, uh, you know so. But we do need to get an elite point guard. That's a must to replace Alvarado in that 21 class. Well, fortunately, you still have Jose for another season and a half and has thrown together some two terrific stat lines in, in ACC play 26-8, the school record nine steals versus North Carolina State. Filled it up again versus Notre Dame, albeit not in the winning effort, 25 points, six rebounds. He's averaging eight rebounds per game over his last three. I know how much you prize and prioritize guard rebounding. He has certainly fulfilled that, and he will certainly need to bring that hard hat to the glass again versus a Virginia Tech team that is undersized, but their guards rebound exceptionally well. Glenn, thank you so much for the phone call. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll have a Coca-Cola ACC refresher. GT60 is presented by Georgia Power, the official energy sponsor of your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. We're back after this in the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tech fans play hard, work smart, and are passionate about winning. And at Ford Motor Company, we are too. That's why the all-new 2020 Ford Explorer is the best-selling large SUV in America. It's built for life's adventures and diehard fans like you. Drive it today. Drive it home. Drive it like a Ford. Visit buyfordnow.com or see your local Ford dealer. Proud sponsor of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Based on 2018 CV sales of large utilities with three rows. Based on Ford segmentation. Best tailgate? It's got to be burgers. And an ice cold Coke. Real football. Y pollo asado. Hoops and wings. It subs. Nah, hot dog. No, Dodger dog. I'll drink to that. Pass me a Coke. It's got to be crawfish. Mac and cheese. No. Seven layer dip. Ribs. No contest. Hummus. Um, what? You need a hot grill. And ice cold Coke. Of course. Football and Coke. Come on. It's got to be Coke. Game day? Race day. Calls for Coke. You know it. It's tailgate 101. 
GT60. We'll be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable. Forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Oh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Welcome back to GT60 Live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. For more, let's head back live now to the voice of the Jackets, Andy Demetra. Let's jump into a Coca-Cola ACC refresher, shall we? One game tonight, that's North Carolina at Florida State. Seminoles begin the week number eight in the nation after they fell in the midweek to Virginia last week. Tomorrow, alongside our game, Duke travels to Boston College. Three games on Wednesday, Pitt heads to Notre Dame. Remember, the Jackets play in Pittsburgh on Saturday, North Carolina State's at Miami, and now number 5 Louisville plays host to Wake Forest. A question on Twitter, man. This one comes from Troy. Troy always has such good creative questions. We appreciate that, Troy. And Troy wants to know, in light of Harrison Butker, and congratulations to him, by the way, that Super Bowl champion, former Yellow Jacket Harrison Butker in the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, in light of Harrison Butker and the Chiefs having an improbable comeback with under seven minutes left in the game, what's your proudest improbable comeback in any game you have coached? Whoa, good question, um, man. Any game that I coach, I was on the I was on the wrong one at the time when we were uh, I was at the assistant in Arizona, 2005. We were playing Illinois in oh, the, the elite, elite eight. in the elite eight game. We were up 14 hour ball under the four minute timeout with 3:40 to go. Darren Williams, right? And we lost oh. the game, and uh, that was just sick. You know how we lost that? We'd gone to another Final Four. Um, <clears throat> man, how about a happy memory? Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think Troy wanted you to just well, self-flagellate no, there. No, 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 you're right on that. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, there was a great one I remember when I was coaching the Houston Hoops. Oh, we're going all the all way back. All the way back. Head coach Houston Hoops back in AAU ball. Remember, we were playing the, uh, a, a team from Portland, and uh, we were down about 25, and I had this kid, Carlos Hurt, play for me. He ended up going to Louisville, got a little trouble, but he was a great left-handed. Boy, he was so good. He was left-handed. He made all these threes. We came back and won. It was incredible. I remember that, but uh, um, no, we've had some great wins. I'm looking. I'm thinking we've had some great comebacks. Uh, we've been down. Um, <clears throat> you know, we've the Notre Dame game here. My first year, we got down, and then we found a way to fight back. And we obviously hit the buzzer shot. Uh, that was pretty cool. And um, you know, so so I don't know if we've had any just improbable, crazy uh, things. I mean, we've had some that gone against us, like the 
the Arkansas game where the guy just banks in the shot, not even looking at the place. We had the one where we tipped a year, two years ago, the guy, t- Curtis Haywood, tipped the bucket in himself. You know, so I, that was the first time for that. I've been part of that. But, uh, no, I mean, look, as a coach, I, you don't ever, Troy, you never take a win for granted. And that's why when I always talk about, man, if you could hug a win, I would hug a win. <laughs> like if somehow a win is a physical thing, you would just hug it. You know, there's nothing like winning. I mean, it's just the, the ultimate high. Um, and then losing because you put so much intensity, fire, um, uh, work, focus. And when you and if you take an L, it's just, it's you know, it stings in your gut, man. It just stings in your gut. So sometimes those losses weather or sting with you and stay with you longer than the wins. Um, and it's amazing. Sometimes those losses you can remember because that feeling of of sickness or just nastiness inside stays with you. You can remember what that feels like. We're winning. Um, you know, you, you sometimes can forget that a little bit. But I'm just telling you, never, um, <clears throat> you never take for granted any win. And uh, winning is hard. Every possession is hard. And, um, you know, look, I, 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 and another one is um, um, people forget when I was in 1997 in Arizona, um, we were down, we were, people don't know this, we were playing South Alabama first round um, of the, in the NCAA tournament in Memphis, Tennessee, playing South Alabama, Musselman's dad, and we were down 10 with about, you know, three, four minutes to go, and we came back and won. Then we played College of Charleston around 32, we beat them, we had to come back there. Then we played Kansas, number one in the country. Um, at the time, we beat them in the Sweet 16. But then we had to play Providence in the Elite Eight, and had a, and we were down. We hit a shot. We went to overtime. Had to beat Providence in overtime. And then Carolina in the final four. We were down twenty four to seven to start the game, and we came back and beat Carolina. And then we played Kentucky with Rick Pitino in the championship, and we were down there. We had to tie the game late. We came back, tied it, and they ended up winning in overtime. Mm. So that was it. We're the only team in the history of college basketball to beat three number one seeds. We beat Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky to win the national championship. It's the most. Imp- I, I really believe there should be a thirty on thirty for that team for how they won that. It's the most uh, improbable run the way I looked at it in the '97 championship, and um, uh, and to beat three number one seeds. Uh, we were a four seed at the time, and uh, it's something that I don't for- I don't forget. And that's why only point zero 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 one percent of people that participate in college athletics can say they've won a national title. Man, Troy, you uh, sent us on a great trip through memory lane, and we appreciate that. Coming up, though, we want to worry about what's ahead of us, and that's less than 24 hours from now. Tip-off at 7 p.m. at McCamish, Georgia Tech versus Virginia Tech. We'll get into a scouting report of the Hokies who come in 5-6 and six in the ACC. Once again, not all fans agree on the best game day foods, but when they're served with an ice-cold Coca-Cola, you know you've got yourself a winner. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. Back to wrap things up here on GT60 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Follow the young-
Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at McCamish Pavilion. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup and for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, proud partner of Georgia Tech Athletics. GT60 will be right back after these local messages on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Gold. It's not just our color. It's our commitment. It defines us. Drives us. It's our standard and our pursuit. When you come to the flats, you need to remember something. Our gold is unbreakable, forever gold-blooded. We are Georgia Tech Basketball. Follow the Yellow Jackets with Everyday Champions, the official magazine of Georgia Tech Sports. Each issue contains exclusive stories and photos, plus the latest news from Inside Tech Athletics. It's all that's positive about the Jackets. Subscribe now for only $9.95 per year. Call 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799, to sign up for Everyday Champions. That's 1-888-877-4373, extension 3799. Welcome back to GT60. It has been a fun hour of conversation with you. Thanks to all of you who called in, all of you who sent your questions on Twitter. We look forward to seeing you here at McCamish tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Georgia Tech versus Virginia Tech. Uh, Another team that is very similar in stats to Notre Dame, Coach. They share the ball at a high rate. They shoot and make a high volume of threes. They're allergic to committing turnovers. On a broad level, how much do you think your guys benefit from playing Notre Dame and Virginia Tech back-to-back that you're facing a team that maybe is cut from a similar cloth as the Irish? Yeah, I mean, look, I think Virginia Tech's really good. Mike Young, the coach there, is an excellent coach. They're really good defensively. They just do their stuff. I mean, it's like a clinic when you watch them. I mean, it's just – it's it's – they do just you know it's 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 like a shell drill clinic on how they on 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 how they do their defense but he's always been a very very good offensive coach he was very good at Wofford and they're really good offensively and half their shots were threes as i mentioned earlier um, uh, they're the most in the league on relying on three-point shooting for their offense, where we rely the most on two-point shooting, the red zone. And um, so we have to guard the threes. They're a very good passing team. They're number one on assist on made field goals. Uh, they don't dribble it a lot to, to, to create buckets off the dribble, off the bounce. It is a catch-and-shoot game. They, they drive to kick. Beattie is the number one in the league in assist. 
He's very, very good. We recruited him hard. Their point guard, number three. Um, you know, Cones, number 15, can really shoot it. Nolly, number two, the leading uh, uh, shot taker in the ACC, and the number three leading scorer in the country for freshmen. So we have to take the three out. Easier said than done. Number 23, Radford, he's undersized, but incredible motor, incredible rebounder. Um, four, Allen can really, really shoot it. I mean, they just got a really good team. They run good stuff. So it's similar to Notre Dame. The only big difference is they're a younger team than Notre Dame. Notre Dame is more of a veteran team. And you catch him on the road. You catch him having lost three straight in that three-game losing streak. you got to make it four straight. Yep, and they're only shooting 30% from distance during that three-game losing streak. Folks, we'll see you here tomorrow. If you can't be here, catch us on the radio. Pre-game 630 on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Coach, we appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. All right, once again, he's head coach Josh Passer for our Network engineer Miller Pope and the Demetrius saying so long and thanks once again for listening to GT60. You've been listening to GT60 live on the Georgia Tech Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Tune in each week throughout the year to get the latest on Yellow Jacket Athletics. Tonight's show has been brought to you by Georgia Power, bringing you the energy for every game day and to your community too. Visit georgiapower.com sports to learn more. GT60 is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Georgia Tech Sports Network.